Hi, I'm Rian, and I'm going to take you through a mini lecture as part of your Communication for Health Professionals course. Developing communication skills is an ongoing process. Having good communication skills when working in the health professions is important, as effective communication ensures positive outcomes for all people relating to health professionals. Following this mini lecture, you should be able to define effective communication and contributing factors, and describe a model of effective communication relevant to health professionals. Remember, communicating is a core skill, providing a foundation for all future action and events. It is communicating that facilitates satisfactory outcomes or results from any intervention or treatment. Without effective communication, you potentially compromise the results of your intervention or treatment. Health professionals ultimately aim to provide services centred around the needs of the relevant individuals. They also aim for satisfactory outcomes or results from their interventions or treatments. Now let's look at what effective communication is. Communication does involve sending and receiving messages, and these messages may be verbal or non-verbal. Although effective communication involves more than this, it can include vocalising without words, such as laughing or crying, non-verbal cues, including eye contact, facial expressions, gestures and signing, and material forms, such as pictures, symbols and written words. I'm now going to go through some models that look at some of the aspects of communication. We'll start with the linear communication model. In this example, the sender encodes a message and the message is decoded by the receiver. As the name suggests, it is linear, a straight line approach. This simple style of communication is generally found in mass media, for example, television. Now let's look at the interactive communication model. This model builds on the linear model, allowing for feedback. After the receiver decodes the message encoded by the sender, the receiver then encodes a message or response to the original sender, who is now the receiver. This form of communication could be face-to-face, -face, over the phone or via email. And finally, the transactional communication model. This model depicts the interaction between sender and receiver as a dynamic and changeable process. Here the people communicating each act as sender and receiver simultaneously, with messages being sent back and forth continuously. In a face-to-face -face setting, this could include one person talking and or using hand gestures, and the other person laughing or nodding. During an interaction, there are different requirements and constraints, and these influence the effectiveness of the interaction. It is important to consider these factors as the discussion continues to determine whether there is mutual understanding. Mutual understanding is important in encouraging trust among those communicating. Let's have a look at a model. This is a model to guide communication in the health professions. It is important that communicators are actively involved to build a connection and mutual understanding. 
In this model, you can see that while messages are being sent and received, mutual understanding is continuously being negotiated. Without mutual understanding, communication is ineffective. This is not helpful in health professions as sharing information and fulfilling needs are paramount. I would like you to consider with whom health professionals communicate. You might like to pause this presentation now and brainstorm your ideas. I hope you were able to come up with some ideas. Now let's have a look at who health professionals may communicate with. Health professionals communicate with patients, clients, family members, carers and colleagues. When communicating, it is important to consider the audience or those receiving the message. Every person has a level of knowledge that needs to be considered. For example, what do they already know about this intervention? Health professionals need to consider the person's ability to comprehend messages. For example, what is the person's age? Are they a child, adolescent, adult or older adult? Are there language barriers or cultural considerations? As a health professional, it is important to consider how you might adjust your language or communication style to suit the audience. Health professionals who take these factors into account and adjust their language and communication style as needed are likely to produce mutual understanding. And in turn, this contributes to effective communication and positive health outcomes. I hope you have enjoyed this brief introduction to communication for health professionals. Please ensure you review the material posted on Moodle. Thanks for listening.